0: As you can clearly see, I am not Crystal Harden. Great debates last night about today, but uh, Crystal, when I called her, said, well, I do have a sore throat. I was going to power through. My daughter's been ill, and I said, no need to power through. I think we can, we got this. And so <clears throat> I thought, now what was that Sunday gospel that I looked at? <laughs> It sounded like another one, it did. Well, two weeks ago, John gave us his version of the call of the early disciples. And today we have Mark's story, which is quite a bit different. And I had a wonderful classmate of Virginia Seminary named Rick. He was a Mississippi fellow. And he uh, had, was assigned this text one day in our preaching class. And he started by saying, well, friends, I don't think this is a call story at all. It's actually a miracle story. They were fishing, and they actually stopped fishing. (laughs) Well, we could tell where Rick was at with all this, right? Oh, my heavens, yes. So here we have the disciples following Jesus. It's an obvious moment for us to reflect on how we follow Jesus. And I was so excited, I know you will find this uh, surprising, but your prelude was my favorite hymn. I love to tell the story. And again, back in seminary days, we had a professor, Milton Crumb, and he would get very upset with us if we had a text, because he would say, if you can't tell the story, then don't get in the pulpit. I thought, well, now that's a challenge because I need a few thoughts. You know, I need to think it through a little bit. But today is more like getting in the pulpit and telling the story to tell you the truth. So here we are reflecting on call. And as I did a little more serious reflection, I thought, now what is it? What's in my heart to share with my beloved community here at St. Michael's? And I thought, you know, call is really important to each of us, God does call us to leave our small boats and to seek broader seas. And so what are those broader seas for us and how do we do that? And I go back to a a, a group that I talked a little bit about last week, uh, the Church of the Savior, a most extraordinary group of human beings who gathered post-World War II And began to reflect on how it was God was calling them into community. And Gordon Cosby and his wife Mary and some of their friends, about nine people altogether, were the nucleus of the beginning of this particular response to God's grace in their lives. And as they reflected, they came up with a commitment statement that I thought it was worth sharing this morning to think about these nine people in the early 1950s gathering in a house they'd purchased on Massachusetts Avenue as the center for their new church. They had no idea what it would look like, but they knew God was calling them together to be church. And what did church look like for them? Well, they started in their reflection groups. and First, they made this pledge, We covenant with Christ and one another to meet God daily in a set time of prayer. Let God confront us daily through scriptures. Grow in love for the brotherhood and all people, remembering the command, love one another as I have loved you. Worship weekly, normally with our church. Be a vital contributing member of one of the groups. They refer to mission groups there. Give proportionally, beginning at a tithe of our income. Confess and ask the help of our fellowship should we fail in these expressions of devotion. I think it's a remarkable statement of faith, a remarkable way of each person made this commitment to God, to the community, and to the wider world. And as their their work developed, they developed mission groups. Well, we might call them committees, but they're mission groups. And they did astounding work, and I recommend looking that up and thinking about it some more. The other theology they developed, and they developed it quite well, was that where we're called is where we are, where our job is. That's where God calls us to tell the story, However, it is that we live that story faithfully as worshipers, people who take time every day for prayer and every week to gather with the community and to think of their neighbor who who love their neighbor as they love themselves. This is the example that we're called to give. Little did the fishermen know that when they left their nets, those kinds of expectations would be part of the life that they were to live and i suggest that when we leave our nets which this morning was your comfortable warm house and trudged up here i suggest that god is calling you god is speaking to you this morning in in a way that god won't speak to me but will speak to you and we're here to listen, to listen to what to God's call, to hear that Galilean, that Nazarene pass, pass by and say, come on, come to the table, share the communion, share the community, and live as I call you to live in a prayerful, present way, wherever you are. That's the sea that God has thrown you into. I don't know all the seas that you're in, but, uh, you know, government work, contractors, whatever it is, wherever you are, you don't need to go somewhere else and do something else. And I think that's a good Christian message for us to understand how it is that we are present in God's world and God's call to us. Now, Beth and I were talking a little bit before the service. And she said, well, why don't you just sort of have a theological reflection with the community? And then I thought, well, I don't want to put everybody on the spot. But, you know, I'm not the only one who thinks about the scriptures or who tells the story. So we can be Quakers for a minute. And if anyone, you're you're nice and silent, I'll tell you that. You you, you could be Quakers for all I know. Uh, You might want to share something about call, about how it is. God has moved you to tell the story. So we'll just take a few minutes and see if anyone has. You don't have to. No pressure. But I thought, you know, I do get sick of listening to myself. So let's look. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> but but isn't his voice beautiful? I I have a friend who says when you stop hearing the voices of children, the next thing you're gonna hear is the key in the door. While you abandon the place, so yeah. So we give thanks. I hope he feels better. Oh, he's comforted. Okay. Anyone else? Like- Dan. Uh, I just share that um, you know I think uh, we all live with uh, neighbors, a community, with our neighborhood, however that's defined, and um, you know I think uh, the challenge is walking with neighbors, being a part of their lives, the messiness of it, um, and not just you know not hiding from it, but um, it's, it's, it's quite an experience, especially uh, if. Uh, they uh, they know you, that you're Christian because then they look upon you slightly differently maybe at first um, and then uh, that's reflective of, of our lives so and that's one way in which per the through the scripture and your message of uh, you know walking with Jesus with where you're where you're at where you're planted. Mm-hmm. I would say that the only reason that I am in the choir call. This is and it is done through no power of my own for sure. Um, so uh, it, it was a long time coming. Beth is saving her fire. Look out. <laughs> All right. Well, let us offer a prayer. God, we thank you for calling us together this day for this strange and wonderful world that we live in. We thank you for giving us the faith that is in our hearts. Help us, O oh Lord, to deepen that faith and to follow you more closely we ask this all in the name of your son jesus who calls us every day amen